0: Tonight is study number one of Revelation chapter 13. and We're going to be taking a look at the first verse, Revelation 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Every statement of course, and the Bible is important. The Apostle John, here in this verse, as well as throughout the whole book of Revelation, is given a vision. And in this vision, he is standing upon the sand of the sea. When we study the Bible, we learn not to ignore statements like this, because everything has Uh, Significance, everything is used by God to help us to understand what he's saying. And here, John standing upon the the sand of the sea has significance. We read in Isaiah chapter 10 uh, concerning this phrase, the sand of the sea. It says in Isaiah 10 verse 22, For though thy people Israel Be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. And this is quoted in the New Testament in the book of Romans chapter 9 and in verse 27. It says, Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved now that is telling us that israel of old had a large number of people within the nation maybe a couple of million yet within israel was a remnant that were actually saved and that's why we read elsewhere of a time of apostasy within israel and the lord makes the statement Yet I have reserved to myself 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. That is, 7,000 amongst the nation were true believers. They were saved by God. And that gives us insight into the phrase, the sand of the sea. Though Israel be as the sand of the sea, that is, there be many that outwardly identify with God as his people, Yet a remnant shall be saved. Yet within that are only a portion that are actually the people of God. And, and that's how it was with the church. Though there be many that say they're Christian, many that populate the churches, yet within that church is a remnant. Few that are truly born again. Many are called, but few are chosen. That's the way it's always been. Now, because the world's population mushroomed to about 7 billion at the time of the end, when when God started saving people outside of the churches during the second half of the Great Tribulation period, and during a time he calls the latter rain, because of the tremendous population, God could say that he would save a great multitude Out of the world. And, and yet, uh, if you save tens of millions out of billions, it's still a remnant. It's still a small portion of the whole. And, and that's what God has done all through history concerning His people that He has elected to salvation. Those He died for from the foundation of the world. Now in In uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 20, we find this language of the sand of the sea. It says in Revelation 20, and and the first few verses, an angel comes down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit. And it says in verse 2, "...and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan." And bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season. And we are very familiar with this. We've looked at it time and again that this is when Christ Bound Satan at the cross in 33 AD. He judged him and uh, at that time it was made manifest through the demonstration that the Lord had just performed that there was no salvation for any of the fallen angels. Jesus took upon him the seed of Abraham. He He did not take the sins of any fallen angels. Which just further illustrated and guaranteed that the judgment of God was upon satan and and the demons, all of the fallen angels that fell with him, and uh, there there was no possibility of salvation of any kind. And this, in a sense, locked them up and under the wrath of God in the condition of hell, And God also um, set further limits upon Satan. He restrained him from preventing God's program of evangelizing the world and establishing churches in all the nations and in basically establishing the Word of God, the Bible, uh, as a presence in all these nations. Satan couldn't hinder it. He couldn't prevent it because he was bound... For this figurative thousand year period, which actually represented the entire church age of 1955 actual years. But then we read in verse 7 of Revelation 20, and when the thousand years are expired, when the completeness of time concerning the binding of Satan had come to its full, its fullness and And this would have been 1988, May 21, 1988, the day before Pentecost, the end of the church age. Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, it says at the end of verse 7. And then in verse 8, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. And the number four, as well as the language of the nations, indicate this is a worldwide occurrence it's universal. Uh, he'll be able to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And that is um, not just a coincidence that God speaks of Israel as being the sand of the sea. And Israel is used as a type and figure of the church. And then at the time of the end, once Satan is loosed out of the bottomless pit, he goes to gather the nations all over the earth, and they are said to be in number as the sand of the sea. What God is telling us is that the church will be handed over to Satan the Gentiles that come into the church. The Gentiles are the nations. that They're full of unsaved people at this point. As God begins the process of separating the wheat from the tares, all those that remain in the churches more and more will be the unsaved subjects of Satan. And they will become this sand of the sea. They will be the church. That Satan rules over. And, and, and so, uh, as we're seeing in Revelation 13 verse 1, the apostle John's posture, his positioning by God was to stand him upon the sand of the sea because John was a true believer. He was a Christian and, and he was in the early church as the church was forming. And so he was part of the sand of the sea. But he, of course, was the remnant that was within the church. And and so uh, as God is going to show him this vision of the beast rising up out of the sea, and the beast is another name of Satan, a name that uh, is especially assigned to him Uh, regarding his rule during the little season of the Great Tribulation, as the beast arises out of the sea, there is John standing upon the seashore, the sand of the seashore. And John's location is the church. And the beast is going to come against that church. That's really what Revelation 13 is going to pound home with hammer blow after hammer blow, God is going to declare that he has given up the church. He has turned them over to Satan, and Satan will rule. It's an official, lawful handing over of the church institution to Satan. Satan actually has a legitimate claim upon the church once God officially turns over the church to him, where he can now say that it belongs to him. He is the ruler over the churches and congregations of the world. Now what's also interesting is that we saw in Revelation 20 that Christ, who was that messenger, that angel that came down from heaven with the key of the bottomless pit and he, he is the one that laid hold on the dragon and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit. What's interesting is the bottomless pit, uh, which is Strong's number 12. It's, um, Abuso, or we would say the, the Greek word abyss. It's the word that, that, uh, we get our English word abyss from. And this word, this um, word bottomless pit, is translated that way as bottomless pit, both English words, five times in the New Testament. It's translated just as bottomless, two times, and it's translated as the deep, two times. So it's found nine times total, and The majority of times, it's it's bottomless pit, both words, as we find in Revelation 20. But a couple of times in Revelation 9, it's just translated as bottomless. And two other times, it's translated as the deep. Now, let's take a look at those two instances, beginning with Luke chapter 8. And in Luke 8, we we find the historical account of the demoniac the man who was possessed with devils with many devils and we'll see here in Luke 8 verse 30 as the Lord Jesus asked him a question in Luke 8 30 it says and Jesus asked him saying what is thy name and he said legion because Many devils were entered into him, and they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them, and he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. They they were drowned in the lake. Now, when the legion, these many devils, um, besought Christ that he would not command them to go out into the deep. The word deep is abysso. It's the same word translated as bottomless pit. And that it indicates the judgment, the wrath of God. And, and this is picturing God's judgment on the fallen angels, the demons that comes at the end that actually has come now in our time. But uh, it, it, it's significant here that this word is translated as deep. Then the devils go out of the man and into the swine and immediately run down into a lake and are drowned in the deep, in deep water. Uh, we, we also find this word in Romans 10, translate as deep. In Romans 10, I'll read verses 6 and 7. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down from above. Or, who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. So here the deep is um, identified with the dead, with death. And this language that God uses for this word abysso that's translated as bottomless pit identifies with the sea that we're reading about in Revelation 13 verse 1 when it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. He's coming out of the deep. He's coming out of the bottomless pit, the abyss that he was cast into and bound and sealed. And he could not um, come forth in this way until he was loosed for the little season according to Revelation 20 at the time of the end and then when he's loosed he gathers the nations as Gog and Magog and if we would read on they come against the camp of the saints which is exactly what happens here in Revelation 13 Uh, a little further on it says in verse 7 it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them so we, we have the loosing of satan in view here at the beginning of revelation 13 it's stated uh or said in a slightly different way it it doesn't say he um, he's coming up out of the bottomless pit but rather he's coming up out of the sea and it calls him the beast but we we actually have um additional confirmation that it is picturing the loosing at Satan at the, the end of the church age and the beginning of the great tribulation, the beginning point of the judgment on the churches. It says again in Revelation 13.1, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. The Greek word Strong's 305, translated as rise up, is the same word that we find in Revelation 11 and verse 7. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth or rises up, that's a translation of the same Greek word, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. Now we have a third passage in perfect agreement, perfect harmony with Revelation 20, and Revelation thirteen one, notice that when they have finished their testimony, when did they finish their testimony? On May 21, 2011? No, no, that's completely false, completely wrong. It was at the end of the church age when they finished their testimony. It's at the point of Satan's loosing. At at the end of the figure of thousand years when he's loose for a little season, that's when he rises up. That's when he comes out of the sea or the deep. That's when uh, he comes against the camp of the saints. Uh, as we read again in Revelation twenty and Revelation thirteen verse seven. And here also there there is strong agreement and and uh, people are uh, who are trying to get this to fit with what their eyes think they saw uh at uh, on May 21 2011 are are just in error it, it is completely off the path that God has set for the timing of the great tribulation and the events of the great tribulation to apply this verse to any time but the end of the church age, the beginning of the judgment on the churches. Let me read it one more time. Revelation 11, verse 7, And when they shall have finished their testimony, the two witnesses, which is the witness of the word of God within the congregations, the church, the beast that ascendeth, or rises up out of the bottomless pit. Why is he ascending and rising out of the bottomless pit at this time? Because he's just been loosed. And and does Satan go back to the bottomless pit and arise again and again and again? Does he continue to ascend? No. The Bible says he was bound for a thousand years. Then he's loose for a little season. At the beginning of the little season, he, he doesn't return and come out and return and come out. That is uh, nowhere found anywhere in the Bible. And he ascends or rises up out of the bottomless pit and she'll make war against them, and she'll overcome them and kill them. And again, Revelation 13.1, here is the beast rising up or ascending out of the sea, which would be a picture of the bottomless pit, the deep. And a little further on in the chapter was given unto him to make war with the saints, to overcome them. It matches perfectly with Revelation 11.7, and also... Let's go to Revelation 17 and we'll read in verse 8, the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. That again, the word ascend is the same as rise up in our verse and, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit or the deep and go into perdition and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was prior to the cross and is not at the time of the cross. It's as though he were slain. He received a death blow when he was bound by Christ in that bottomless pit and yet is. Here he is again. He's back. He has returned and due to god's plan of loosing him to accomplish the purposes of god for the little season right before judgment day the little season of the great tribulation period thanks for joining us for e-bible fellowship's evening bible studies